I always offer like I want to be your intern so if you want me to do work for you like I'm happy to do it but what we are actually doing is just taking notes as I mentioned before of like everything they're doing but in that moment it's about uh, identifying the hacks that they have introduced into their days Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Founders in LA podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Cole, and this is an opportunity to shine the spotlight through the product lens on some of the exceptional founders we have as part of the LA community in an unedited one take organic conversation. With us today in the studio is Dan Botero. Uh, thanks for making uh, making it in here to the studio, Dan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pretty I'm, happy to be here. I'm excited for you to be here. This is, this is, I, I can't wait for this conversation to be a good one. Uh, but first, a word from our sponsors. Founders in LA is brought to you by Nearshore. Nearshore is a trailblazer in nearshore outsourcing and staff augmentation. With over 15 years of experience offering exceptional Latin American software development, data, product, and design talent for US products, Nearshore has revolutionized the way companies scale their teams. They stand apart with 50% female leadership and are trusted by companies large and small and have been helping US customers grow since before Nearshoring was cool. Discover how Nearshore can help power your tech goals and help you stay lean while scaling fast. Learn more at www.nearshore.com. That's www.nearsure.com. We're also brought to you by Unida. Unida Club is the co-working space that sets us up apart. With locations in El Segundo, Manhattan Beach, and Hermosa, Unida is where creativity flourishes. Unlike traditional offices, they provide an inspiring environment where ideas can thrive and businesses can grow. With Unida, there's no hidden fees, flexible terms, options for dedicated offices, and unlimited access to conference rooms, a photo studio, this podcast studio, plus standard 3D printers, and 24-7 access at any of their locations. They're local champions who support neighborhood businesses, open their event spaces to nonprofits, and celebrate art, music, and culture. Join Unida Club and experience co-working like never before. Learn more at www.unita.club. That, that's uh, www.unita.club. With us today is Dan Botero. Dan is the CEO and founder at Inlike. Um, thanks so much for coming, Dan. Can you tell us a bit about Inlike? Yeah, of course. Uh, Inlike is a project management platform for small to medium real estate developers, for the OG entrepreneurs of our society. Oh, so it's it's project management software specifically for real estate development. Yeah. So uh, I don't know how familiar are you with real estate development. Not not fully. I, software Perfect. is more of my wheelhouse. So yeah. yeah love so, love to, to learn more about real estate development. For sure. So, oh, I think this one just the left one. Um, can you hear me well? I can hear you great. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. In real estate development, basically, you have the developer who is the entrepreneur and is the person who sees the vision and the idea of that, what they can create in a certain location. So usually a broker will give them a call and be like, hey, Ethan, I have like this house uh, in a really good street. It's pretty old. Uh, maybe you want to do something with it. So usually you can find real estate developers in residential doing flips, uh, doing a whole demolition to create something new, uh, putting more units or just buying it and keeping it for Airbnb or any other sort of like renting, right? right? So all of that is a process of analysis. So they will get an address basically of the place that they can go and buy for a certain price. And then 
each county, each city have the city code and the zoning, what you are allowed to build in that area. Okay. So sometimes there are like these really good investments where they find that in a single family, the zoning now allows a multifamily. So that means that they can bring that house down and build multiple houses or units, Okay. right? That's when they get excited. At that moment, this developer is like, oh my gosh, run some numbers. They do some studies with engineers, uh, with architects to test the soil, to see what they can build. And two things trigger at the same time. They will go to the city to apply for the permits while they're raising money. Very similar to a startup, Okay. right? So they go and try to raise money, telling people like, hey, this is what we're building. Uh, they have like a brochure, it's called the Proforma, showing like the numbers, why it's a good investment. So they get that investment and they put an entitlement. And once the permits come in, they can buy the property. So now that they own the property is when they start building it. The whole construction process starts. And then at the end of it, uh, they go into the marketing of like, they want to sell it or rent it. Most of the time it's just renting it. Right. right? And that's the cycle. It's kind of like if you put it as a startup, you have the phase like these developers are wearing multiple hats from marketing, project manager, product manager, team manager, uh, investor, finance, everything they do for the life cycle of like usually two years, three years, five years uh, to finish the process and then start over again. Uh, behind each project, there is a company as well that they create specifically for that project. So it's like see them doing it over and over again. Uh, this has been done, so my co-founder, and I'm pretty sure we'll get into this and how we got into this space. My co-founder, uh, his dad is a real estate developer in San Diego. And he says that he still does it. Mark uh, manages projects in pen and paper. Huh. <laughs> but we have seen that the new generation entering this industry, it's people that grew up digital, just like us. Right. Uh, and for the last five years, the query on Google of, project management solution for construction for real estate development have doubled. And the results are project management platforms that software engineers use. So I'm a software engineer myself and I have used, I think all the popular ones uh, from Asana, Monday.com, ClickUp, Trello. And those are the same companies that appear as a result of that query when a real estate developer is looking for, right? So yeah. Uh, basically, we are creating a platform curated for the real estate developer to manage and plan all that process. Uh, it's some right now uh, they're paying for different software to do this, uh, but because they're paying for multiple softwares to do this, it's very fragmented, and then it's inserting some pain that I'm happy to dive deeper on that as well. Oh, that's amazing. So the space that you're entering, um, is one that it, it's it's not that it's it's not it's not been neglected wholly by by you know technology, but it, it isn't the first you know it's not the first love right you know a lot, yeah. we see a lot of folks uh, entering you know health tech, uh, certainly entertainment, uh, e-commerce. There's so many places where people have really focused their energies in a technology space, and people are founders in particular generally work from what they know and fewer of them are in that construction world and yeah. innovating in that construction world than they are, you know, 
on video games or some sort of media or at least aware of awareness of social media or, or e-commerce. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that that's a, it's ripe for the picking. It's ripe for innovation. Yeah. It's, it's a space where people have largely, you know, not innovated as much as they could. Yeah. You have to be tricky with it as well. Uh, there have been a lot of companies that they have been trying, but all you always have the big names in the game. Uh, you have company, public company like Procore, but it took them eight years to finally make like substantial revenue to be like important right uh and then after that you have oracle with their own product autocad with their own product so you have like these old companies legacy companies uh where innovation is not like the big part and the reason why it's usually in startups you have this founder market fit is that person that has a deep knowledge and interest for a domain uh, that they can bring an added value, right? Uh, in software engineer, I was talking with a friend of mine yesterday about this, that who's a founder as well. He's like, we are engineers and we're really good at engineering. But if our career is in big tech, you can pass by different teams, different organizations. So you never kind of like make this, I don't know how to call it, like this, you don't perfect your skills in a single particular industry more than engineering. Mm. For myself, I spent seven years working in AI and it was software engineer, but it was always developing uh, products that were client-facing, client-facing products, right? Right. But they vary from customer support to marketing uh, to analytics, right? So usually you have like your healthcare person that is like, oh yeah, I know Calvin was here at the program and Calvin had so much experience working in the ER. So for him, like, yeah, that's the industry that I know. Right. And for me, he got to the point that, okay, I worked three years in construction and that's how I pay for my master's in computer science. So I understand. And the reason why I'm saying that it's tricky to get into this industry is because usually the approach is for someone probably with a technical background or that have friends in the industry and heard that, hey, this process is broken. They're like, oh, let me just throw money there, bring some engineers, and we will bring something that it's working in this corporate enterprise software world into construction, real estate, prop tech. And these companies, they get funding and they move a little bit, but they haven't had like that breakthrough, right? So the approach that we're taking is, well, we know the industry. Let's start from the inside. Uh, most of the approaches are always like they will create the software. They find the real estate developer and the real estate developer tell their subcontract, their contractor and, and all the subcontractors like you have to start using this. But that push generates some friction. And at the bottom of the line, the people that are making things happen, uh, they're not tech savvy. Right. So when you introduce that friction, probably the adoption of your product is not going to be good. So what we're doing is we're trying to identify how the people at that level work, which is the people who are moving things or make are the ones that are making sure that things happen. How we keep them happy? How do we don't break the way that they work, but enhance that at the same time that bringing value to our customer who's a real estate developer. 
So our approach of from bottom up, instead of like pushing down, it's what we believe has been our differentiator so far. That's great. And you mentioned, you know, um, founder, founder product fit, which is, which is so important to, to the success. Uh, and once you're bringing up with your particular user set, it's almost, you've also been able to establish, I guess, end user and product fit, which is a little different from market because these guys aren't really the buyers. The ones who are actually using it are in a yeah. construction world. They're not the ones who are out there testing all the software to see what's the best one for them. They're often working on building these houses. There's more technology probably than ever before in there, but they're, they're, there's, there's actual like yeah. hands-on lumber, nails, drywall, you know, piping, all these mm -hmm. real-world applications to, the, to their development that they're yep. more used to and less used to, uh, to electronics to get there. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, you, you can see how one of the things, like the analogy that I always make is uh, you have social media and let's take Instagram. And the only reason why Instagram has value is because all this data of people consuming it, right? If everyone will stop using Instagram for three days, probably Meta will be like in a big alert. Right, right. Uh, and the same thing happens in the construction side and in the planning side. If the engineers that are supposed to test the soil uh, don't show up, if the demolition people don't show up, if the permits, the people that are there to do the expansion ex inspections don't show up, everything starts getting delayed. And these delays are what affects the most to a real estate developer. Uh, in average, every day costs $500 on interest rates alone. Uh, after COVID, interest rates are super high. So right now, in ho the housing crisis and all of this is getting even more, it's even getting worse is because uh, it's very expensive to build right now, right? Uh, even though like renovation is still happening and there is still construction going on, uh, the money, it's very, it's hard money. And right now it's coming with a high interest rate. So for them to be really organized and hitting their goals and milestones to finish on time is very important. And to do that, you need an alignment for all these people that are at the bottom, that are the ones making things happen. Right. So if we understand how do we bring those likes, that engagement, like we're going back to that analogy, into our platform without changing the way that they're working, then we will be okay. How did you find yourself? Uh, it's, it's fascinating to me because you found found this this space where, um, you know, these folk you're catering to folks who you tend to not have catered to in the past. You mentioned you did you know, direct consumer applications, but uh, it sounds like this is a different user base. Yeah. How did how did you find yourself entering this space? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so we joined Techstars. We would like to say an idea and a great team. <laughs> uh, we came with, to Techstars with a hypothesis. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we have a strong network in San Diego of real estate development. In my background in construction, I had friends that moved from that to real estate development. And we thought, well, it's an industry that we know. 
uh, my co-founder is an engineer as well. So like we're engineers, uh, we have like this close relationship with the construction real estate industry. Uh, let's go and talk with these people. With, and we start with the hypothesis of, we don't believe there is a proper tool for them to plan and manage their projects. And with that, we start interviewing. We start with friends and family that were in the industry. And from there, we got a connection of like, hey, you should talk with John. Hey, you should talk with Henry. And from there, just started talking and talking with more people. And very organic, we start defining our ideal customer profile, our ICP. And what at the beginning, we thought like, oh, we're just going to be a, a non-expensive, uh, a cost-effective project management platform because there are project management platforms that are being used for these big uh, firms, right. uh, but they are so expensive that the small to medium real estate developer cannot use. So we start with that. But then we identify like, actually, there is more into our persona, the, the people that we want to create this for um, we saw like okay it's not always like the smallest business this is applying to big business and they have the budget to pay for it but why they are not so through those interviews what we end up finding is okay we're gonna focus on these new players in the real estate uh, development industry these real estate developers that are entering the game uh, that they were raised digital, that mm -hmm. they are currently spending money in software. And what we identified was that they created their own solution. So we're like, oh, this is awesome. Like, at the same time it was awesome, it was scary because we found out like, oh, they don't need us, right? Like they have a solution. Right. So we started digging into what is the solution that they currently have. And that solution, it was a tech stack that they built, this Frankenstein of uh, multiple software. So for project management, you can find them using Asana, Monday.com, ClickUp, Trello. For uh, budgeting and planning of budgeting, uh, they're using Google Sheets, Smartsheet, Excel. Uh, for media and documents and storage, they're using Google Drive, Node Drive, Dropbox. And for photos, there's a lot of photos being taken in real estate right. uh, and videos. They use their camera or another software called Company Cam, right? And with all of them, that they create like the way that they plan and manage. Now that is creating a lot of friction because things are getting lost are not in sync and they are tired of like I'm paying full membership for this software but I only use three things of that because are the things that I need for my solution because let's going back to the main thing is that none of this was catered to the construction to the real estate developer right right so once we identified that we thought well good news they're already opening their wallets to pay for software so we are not going to have to convince them like hey this is good for you like they have seen the value uh two we're gonna come with the promise of let's put everything in the same platform so we can save you time our goal at the end of the day is give them save them money 
and save them time to go back with their families, to go and hit the gym, whatever they're into it. Uh, the idea is that with the platform, you will be better manager and better at planning that you will have more free time. And therefore, if you're saving time, you're going to be saving money in your project. So once we identify that, we said like, okay, cool. We know where we're heading. Now let's identify if this, it's a pain uh, strong enough for them to pay for it. So without a product, during our time at Techstars, we start asking people if they will sign a contract with us. And we got eight contracts signed without a product, just with the idea of like, hey, we're gonna build it, trust us. Uh, this is the team presenting ourselves. We understand that X, Y, and C is happening and we're gonna solve this way. And we keep them in the loop. Uh, they sign the contract. We keep a really close relationship with them. In the company, we have what it's called a day as a developer. So we go and work with them uh, for a full day. We are like their interns and our main goal is just to look how they're working, understand their business and start taking notes. So out of all those notes, uh, it's our product roadmap. So nothing that is in our platform uh, will not, it's there without the input of one of our customers is because we see the value that it brings to them. Wow, all right, there's two pieces that I'd love to, to tap on there. The one is something we actually heard um, from another Techstars person, I, I love these. Um, is selling the product before it's created, um, and there, there's, there's more hopefully that'll come from, from this kind of level of topic uh, in the next few months with, uh, in the LA scene. Uh, there's gonna be hopefully more of a push or discussions about how people are building products and focusing less on, you know, voice of the customer and more on, hey, what are the actual results for the company that are coming from the things that are being built? So mm -hmm. from like maybe a product manager perspective or developer perspective, or even design, hey, the things that we're building in the software, how are we translating that into actual revenue for the company beyond engagement to your point for uh, Instagram would be more like, hey, yeah, it's great for the, the engagement, but it's a free platform. So how is the feature that you're creating? How is that affecting um, ad revenue or how is it affecting you know, purchases via the platform mm -hmm. and actually helping the company? Yeah. Um, so going back to how you're doing it, you started there. That's, that's the heartbeat of the company is, hey, we want to make sure that this is something people will want to buy. Um, Tell me about what it was like trying to get those contracts. It sounds like uh, same thing. It was uh, it was Jorge Garcia mm -hmm. um, in Linker who had a similar philosophy of you know sell before you build. What was it like finding those customers? Like how did you find them, and then what did you tell them, and how did you get them to sign the contract before there was a physical product in space? Yeah. So. Uh to answer the question of how we found them, uh, the first ones were to the network. And then looking into our internal network, some connections. And so I will say like a third from there, a third from the connections that we made at Techstars, introductions from mentors that we had at Techstars, and a third from cold outreach on LinkedIn. Cold, out, cold outreach. On yeah, actually, yeah. but. 
and there is some part of our customers as well that we got from attending the meetups so our industry is a very uh close community not close as like no one is welcome but it's like a community that works together uh, so it's all about referrals i'm working mm. with this electrician i'm using this engineer and usually you tend to go for every project to the same architect, engineer, electrician, etc. So it's a community that is very tight and we thought, well, let's find where they are. And they have meetups. They love meetups. Uh, mm. They like to get together to share notes, to share tips. Big real estate developers in LA, they have content on Instagram. So we start participating in that and we got clients from there as well. So that's where we found them. Now. What we told them and what, how we asked them to work with us, we follow uh, the recipe was just out of from the book, The Mom Test, where basically it's all about putting yourself in a position of just listening to them mm. and having certain questions that will not introduce bias, uh, a bias, but you will understand their pain. And you have to be very attent on listening the way that they express themselves. Because, yeah, a, a perfect example for us, we always ask like, okay, so tell me about your latest project. And they start sharing with us like how they created the latest project. I'm like, oh, and then yeah, like I go, uh, and I have like this system that is all set up, like I, I did it and they feel proud. So you hear that like, oh, oh yeah. they're proud about this. So it's gonna be hard for us to maybe remove that part, right? So you start taking those notes. Yeah. And then it's key for us, I call it like, you, you find gold when you hear the, ah, but when you have to deal with the city is the worst thing. I'm like, oh, that's a strong pain. And when they just keep going and going over it, they're like, okay, there is like pretty bad. After listening to all those things, that's the first meeting. Like the first meeting that I have with them is just to listen how they work and then make this whole map of the things that they're proud of the things that are pain uh, and then in the second call i go back and say like hey well i identified after like different meetings with other people in the industry these are my notes mm. and i share with them and it's it seems like this is the number one pain will you agree with that and the ones that say like yes we do like cool like we're working on trying to solve that in this way and this way is using the things that they are proud from right like the things that they know that are working since they introduced them but now enhancing them with our experience in engineer and in big tech uh, and that's when they were like oh yeah that, that would be great if you can actually do that that would be awesome and then the question is like will you pay for it like if we can we sign a contract right now where you we will build it for you and you will pay for it and yeah that's when they're like yes let's do it uh, some of them like uh i am happy to give you my time which is as well like form of payment so we have like different contracts depending on like the, how the conversation goes but it did, at that early stage where we were uh, when we joined tech stores and it's crazy because that's only four months ago <laughs> uh we we value a lot their time we still do but we understood like if there is people that are super busy or willing to just sit down with us, showing us how they work and then provide us feedback on what we're building, 
that that's good enough for us and yeah that's that's how we did it that's amazing um it definitely sounds like you you have an engineering background but uh sales is part of your the, the dna in this company <laughs> as well yeah i think yeah we are we don't have sales people uh we have the in the philosophy of the company it will be a product-led growth company so i believe as the ceo one of the last things that we'll be introducing will be a sales team we would like to be all product focused and that's the approach that we're taking right now it's the approach that is paying off and we're pretty sure that we'll set up ourselves for success if we continue with this it sounds like it sounds like you have the, the first two salespeople on it already yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the founders that, that's phenomenal uh tell me about i love to double click into the de developer day is that what you yes mentioned? yeah how does that how does that work is that for all clients or is that, yeah so that we work? just told them uh so I will talk about, shout out to Jaime Sanchez, developer here in LA. Uh, Jaime has multiple projects, but the big project that he's working on are the fancy dorms for UCLA. Oh, nice. So he's the developer for that one. Go Bruins. Yeah. And so we just told uh, Jaime, like, hey, Jaime, like, we just want to spend the whole day with you. So Jaime showed up in his car, picked me up at a coffee shop. And like, okay, let's go. And he just drive me like early in the morning, just like everything he does. So at the beginning it's just him on the phone and we're just taking notes. And this idea of like a developer day, just be, I always offer, like, I want to be your intern. So if you want me to do work for you, like I'm happy to do it. But what we are actually doing is just taking notes, as I mentioned before, of like everything they're doing. But in that moment, it's about uh, identifying the hacks that they have introduced into their days. Because uh, usually you're looking for a pain or a problem and then you create a solution for that. But when you identify a hack, that means that they had a, at some point in time, they had a pain that was strong enough for them to find a solution themselves. And the solution probably is not perfect, probably is not in their own domain, but it is good enough. It's like when the wind is super strong and papers are flying and you just grab a cup and you just put it on top of your papers, right? right. Like it wasn't made for that, but you find a solution. Uh, so what we are doing is something more meaningful than <laughs> something that all your papers, of course. Uh, but once we identify that, it allows us to be like, oh my gosh, this was so important for them that if we can deliver the same experience in our platform, but then we can improve it, now we'll have a happy customer. And that's where our background in AI and engineering is coming to play right now. Uh, our platform will be project management and planning for real estate development, but we're using AI without telling them specifically that it's AI. Our goal is just to deliver, wow, like how did this work? How that email that came from the city with the requirements of my permits became already my platform to do and already assigned. How my schedule got rescheduled when someone sent a text message saying that they were sick and couldn't show up. And all the things that all the teams or people that were dependent on that person showing up got rescheduled for another day. Like all of these wild things that are happening are things that we have done in, in our careers, in for other industries, applying technology, like top of the line technology, 
that now we're introducing into these people without like we without putting a lot of friction it's just a way of like them like oh this is just working that's phenomenal and, and from where i gather the the day in the life is, is very much the philosophy of like um watch what they do and not what they say and yeah. so you go to an interview with them and they can tell you one thing but as you guys are watching their daily activities you can realize oh that was only part of the story here's how it actually plays out in real life that's mm -hmm. that's amazing I, I love that you guys are doing that. that that's that's um it's a phenomenal way to really get to know your customer you build the, not only building a relationship which really does go a long way but you're also keeping an eye on the the unspoken things they're doing they're probably not telling you about every little hack but you could probably pick up on whoa like what is he doing here he's, yeah using uh i don't know outlook as, as their like you know calendar for personal life like okay there's something else going on here right mm -hmm. or, or however they're doing it in a, in a better analogy um that's awesome well what does it look like in the future for for in like um what's what's the, what's the roadmap looking like these days it sounds like yeah. it's being based on the customer yet the product-led growth which is this is awesome and phenomenally what great place to be because you're balancing that with the revenue. It's not just product led for product led's sake. You're, you're actively seeing how they're charging, how they're willing to pay for willingness to pay for that and other features. What's, what's next? What are you guys looking at? You just finished up to tech stars. Yep. So what, what's, uh, what's life like? Yeah. So it's, uh, let's put it this way. Um, we, Okay, so we started Techstars just with the idea. So it has been four months. We start development uh, mid-December of the platform. We will be onboarding our first users by the end of Q1. And we're recording this in mid-January. Yeah, so yeah. We're so very <laughs> close to when they just started development. Yeah, exactly. So and right now we already have, I will say, close to 60% of what we need for an MVP. So we will be onboarding our users in Q1. By the end of Q1, for sure, we'll have them using. And when I say users, we're, we have a special target. Uh, we uh, One of our customers in Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara, the Vernum Group, they have a project in Santa Maria downtown. They won the whole, uh, they doing like a whole renovation of Santa Maria downtown. So it's a 250 million project. Wow. And our goal is to run the whole thing in our platform. So by the end of Q1, we should be onboarding them. And after that, we're going to go fundraising. And because what we want to expand is for InLike to become the admin side of the real estate developer. Mm -hmm. So the way that I always think about this is if you imagine probably 10 years ago at the farmer's market, uh, you will start with selling, let's say, your custom-made apples. And it's doing really well. And you think like, oh, this is doing pretty, pretty good. I should open a store. But then the retail cost is so high that you're like, uh, I don't know, like it's massive jump. But then solutions like Shopify allow you to, hey, maybe you can have an e-commerce store. And they let you just start with the e-commerce side. 
and then it's like oh well you're having a lot of demand let us help uh, let us help you with manufacturing and shopify allows you to go with manufacturing and then let's help us let's help you with delivering and marketing and all these extra tools that's what we want to build at Inlake. We want to become the back office, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. In all those stages, they're wearing different hats. Each of those hats have a, a goal, a North Star that is separate. What if they can find that in the same platform? What, what if they can create a website for their project that needs marketing that they're going to be renting from the platform? What if they can run payroll to all the subcontractors from the platform. Wow. So our goal this year is to finish the development of the beta, move to a stable first version and make it public, and then understand which of these other hypotheses that we have is the one that we need to start building. That, that's phenomenal. That's, that's, a, that's a good roadmap, and I do appreciate you starting with a fairly large project so that you have you know, if you build a good relationship with them, you have that, and imagine it'll take several years for them to, yeah, to get through that five. type of yeah, yeah, exactly, get through that. So that'd be, that's a good starting place. Good to have, good to have a sticky customer with a big price tag that they're working on for for a long time. So yeah, congrats on that. Um, I guess keeping it in Southern California, uh, love to love to hear something we do on this podcast is we like to hear stories about, you know, your most LA moment. <laughs> uh, it can be tech related. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it was in my first year. So I'm originally from Colombia, South America, and then live in Australia. I'm from Australia, moved to the US in 2015. And I have been in the US in New York, uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I never knew that this could happen. <laughs> I moved to California in 2018, and a friend of mine uh, twice a year goes around Venice Beach and gives little packages to homeless with water, razor, sandwich. Uh, so friend invited me to go and do it. And while I'm doing it, uh, one of the, pe- the a person that I gave it to, uh, their question was like, oh, is that raw? I only eat raw. I'm like, oh, I see. <sighs> I get us. I guess I'm in LA, and they're like, yeah. If you don't mind, like, you can just bring me some strawberries. They, that's what they said. I'm like, cool. Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I got the razors and the sandwiches. Wow. So you, yeah, you have almost people in Venice asking for raw only yeah. when, when when you're <laughs> trying to do something good. That, yeah, yeah. That is that is a distinctly LA story, a distinctly LA moment. Yeah, thanks so much for sharing that, Dan. That's yeah, that's course. terrific. Love that. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've been speaking with Dan Botero. He's the CEO and founder at Inlike. Uh, and why don't you tell the folks where they can find Inlike? Yeah, more about so you, you can go to inlike.construction. Uh, we are always building what we're calling public. So all updates, everything's going to be there. Uh, soon we'll be putting there the roadmap where we allowed our customers to upvote or downvote the new features that are coming. Uh, again, the whole goal is to build in product-led growth. And yeah, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me to my email, dan at inlike.construction. Well, thanks again, Dan. That's phenomenal. Thank you so much for having me. A little shout out too to the product-led growth for the 
having customers upvote or downvote the, the roadmap. We'll, <laughs> uh, we'll have to have you back on in a couple months after yes. you, you guys have built and you're out there and learn more, learn more about where you're at. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Nearshire and Unita. I'd like to thank you all again for listening to us. And uh, if you like what you hear, please smash that subscribe button. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll catch you next time on Founders in L.A.